Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take a topic that is related to relationships or romance. I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So before I start my episode today, I do have to mention, you're probably wondering, the theme music for the beginning is, you know, minimized for today. So I have to start off with a retrograde and direct sort of situation that happened within this last week. So the direct, so direct, you know, I was actually trying to take a self-defense class because I've just been feeling very threatened lately. And I ended up, uh, you know, actually acting on it, not just thinking on it as I have in the last uh, month or so. But unfortunately, I took a Krav Maga class and it was a great class nonetheless. And we were all being very safe. However, when I came home, I experienced a lot of abdominal pain. And when I took a look at the abdominal pain um, with the doctor, with a doctor, actually, um, you know, medical professional the next day, it turned out I ruptured a cyst in my lower abdomen. So I'm kind of in a little bit of a medical crisis right now, <laughs> a little, little in pain. Um, but well, I am persevering for today. I'm actually glad to be recording for today. I'm glad that I'm here with you guys today. Um, that's definitely a direct. Also, other things that have actually caused um, a direct motion within my life is that um, I actually learned how to draw a human face last night, and I gave that a go, and it's actually a lot of fun. So there's something new occurring in my life, but I think it was just really more than anything, the ennui could have been a situation where I needed to just back down a little bit and not be so busy and not be so, you know, in chaos, so in motion all the time. But uh, yeah, um, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best. I'm trying to keep the most positive of attitudes and try to keep some healing energy flowing um, as I go through this next week and what's going to be in line with that. But uh, also what's going direct for this week is that uh, within this month and um, also within the week that I had off that interim, my creativity has actually spiked uh, for this for the podcast. So um, I'm actually kind of thrilled and I'm actually kind of um, this is kind of a, a new idea. Today's episode is really kind of a new idea that I kind of just came up with. So, um, you know, whereas Dr. Jonathan Decker on Mended Light usually takes a fictional character such as Wednesday, uh, from the, from Wednesday, the self-acclaimed show on Netflix, and he kind of therapizes her. I'm actually going to take a situation from, uh, Bravo's, one of Bravo's shows that is the Vanderpump Rules. And I'm going to sinistry astrologize uh, the Vanderpump rules, especially with the Tom Sandoval, Ariana Maddox, and uh, the Raquel, I think it's uh, Lewis, um, sort of love triangle that's going on right now. But uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking of even continuing on with this to where maybe I can um, not only have reality show um, cast members be uh, a sinistry astrologized, 
but also maybe some fictional characters in Sinistry Astrology. So within the Sinistry Astrologizing today of the Vanderpump Rules, my question is, when it comes to this Tom Sandoval love triangle, what happened? Uh, because reportedly, for those of you who are like me and you haven't really have caught the show, um, I actually found this out with People Magazine. I actually did see um, the part one of the Vanderpump Rules reunion about two Sundays ago. I could, and, and honestly, Stargazers, I can only take so much of that reunion um, before I had to turn it off because it was just everybody talking on top of everybody else. It was, it was super irritating. You know, as much as I find that um, what's going on is upsetting, um, everybody needs to kind of take a breath, calm down, let, a, let other people talk, and have a civil exchange. I, I, I actually expect that with the reunions on Bravo. And um, yeah, it was just beyond that. But what is happening on the Vanderpump Rules? So a guy, one of the castmates by the name of Tom Sandoval, uh, beginning, I think within this year, he had uh, gotten married to his longtime sweetheart, Ariana Maddox. Uh, you know, and of course, longtime sweetheart, kind of question this one because it could be quote unquote, knowing reality television, the reality television world, long time could be like three months as opposed to years. So I'm kind of wondering the long time situation of it, but, uh, and I'll get into that in just a moment with, with my theories before I dive into the astrology of it. But, you know, with, uh, Tom Sandoval, he was, he's been married to Ariana Maddox, newlyweds. Well, suddenly he's having an affair with Raquel Levis. And, uh, I know a lot of people have had very, very strong opinions, uh, both on the show as well as fans um, having very strong opinions when it comes down to an affair, you know, somebody having an affair. Um, so I might be a little controversial with, you know, so what I'm, I'm going to do today is just kind of, you know, take a look at each individual's chart for today and see how, which, uh, what sort of traits each individual brings into the relationship, maybe what each individual contributed to this love triangle. Um, so to speak, but, uh, I do want to just warn you guys, if you are big fans of the Vanderpump rules, what I might have to say with some of my opinions and what I, I feel about it might be just a little controversial, um, for those of you. So a little heads up. Um, but you know, if it is controversial, it is, you're, you're disagreeing beyond disagreeing. What I just ask of you to do is just please continue to listen and kind of give it a little bit of a chance. Uh, with this will be a two-parter um, with the uh, sinistry astrologizing of the Vanderpump rules. I think with next week we'll definitely take a look and take a peek at the sinistry charts as to what was going on in each actual relationship to kind of you know find out what really what happened here. Because I mean, I'm sorry to be newly married and then suddenly you're in an affair. What 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 happened? I mean that that's that's a very odd sort of situation, but. I have my theory about this before I get into the, to the astrology side of it. What I found was that, um, you know, with Tom Sandoval, I kind of felt like looking at the pictures of him and also looking at the pictures of Ariana Maddox. I mean, I haven't caught the show and I, I felt like, you know, this is, this is a great thing that I haven't caught the show because this gives me a nice blind to really focus on the astrology. But 
even though I haven't caught the show, you know, from looking at the pictures of both Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox together, it just looked like the relationship was the relationship was just a little forced, you know, as though um, the marriage was just a little harried. It was a little rushed. I kind of feel like there wasn't a lot of consideration nor a lot of thought going into the marriage, particularly on Tom Sandoval's end. And I really uh, feel like, um, you know, th these things tend to happen. I really don't feel like he's a bad person as everyone's making him out to be, you know, um, would have, you know, do I, you know, approve of affairs? Absolutely not. You know, I, I really feel like with Tom Sandoval, I think he could have avoided the situations and the complications that he put himself through if he had just been kind of upfront and very clear with Ariana Maddox. I'm always, I'm always for honesty. You know, if you're, you're, you're having second thoughts, you're having second, you're having some doubts. It, I, I feel like it's good to come clean with your partner. That way you can either fix it within the relationship or, you know, even if you just come clean with your partner, that's the end of the relationship. Yeah, might be hurtful. Yeah, might hurt a little bit um, for both partners involved. Yeah, it might be a little difficult for both partners involved for a little while. But I think that actually to come clean is far better than to have someone find out after months of carrying on a secret affair and, you know, having this sense, you know, there's not only the sense of heartbreak, but also, you know, deception and a sense that, you know, you've been lied to. I, I think it hurts more when you've been lied to. And I speak from experience when I had um, a, a relationship with an abusive boyfriend. I mean, uh, you know, when he did, when he kind of wielded the most of his abuse, the biggest thing that was hurtful for me was that everything that he said to me, including that I love you, you're the most beautiful woman in the world, was a lie. And I, I felt like that was far more destructive and far more hurtful than just coming out on, you know, out on the carpet, just being honest and just saying, hey, you know what, I've had a second thought, I've, I've fallen in love with someone else. And, you know, um, I mean, sure, there might have been some sticky situations still coming out of that. But at least, you know, being honest with your partner, I think is really kind of valuing your partner. Um, in the long term. But I think that's what happened with Tom Sandoval. I also think that the relationship was based off of impulse. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I think the the marriage was based off of an impulse and you know, it was an, it was an impulsive marriage. I also think too um, that this is a very 10th house, first house relationship. You know, there was a lot being focused on when it comes to a power couple. And unfortunately for power couples, you know, 10th house relationships are very hard to carry out. And I think, um, you know, the biggest reason for why that is and why many 10th house relationships I feel don't always, they're very hard to carry out is that there's that sense of promoting your partner's business and that sense of promoting your own business as well. But then um, on top of that, you're balancing your love and your affection for your partner. You know, so you kind of, you're kind of like a business associate as well as a spouse. And I feel like business and relationships can be very hard to balance out at times. I kind of felt like, you know, just by the high 
brevity and the high impact that this that this whole affair had. Um, I really just feel like, yeah, there was a 10th house component. And I just felt like with Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, there was that, um, you know, impulsiveness to be a power couple, basically. Um, and that's not uncommon on reality television shows. You're under the, you know, everything you do is under spotlights and under cameras. You're under the gun all the time. So um, especially everything that you do, everything that, you know, needs to happen, um, you're under the gun. Uh, you know, every, every single time. So there is that pressure, but I think there was also that pressure of being the perfect power couple. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of impulse, unfortunately, that kind of happened with it. And I just felt like with Tom Sandoval, um, really when he started to know Raquel Levis a little bit better, you know, basically they kind of got to know each other better and, you know, they really started to form, a, you know, kind of feelings for each other is what I'm, I'm kind of hearing. And it kind of felt like with Tom Sandoval, it's like, oh, wow, this is what love really is when it came to Raquel Levis. Um, so as much as that kind of hurts for Ariana Maddox, that maybe Tom Sandoval did not love her. Um, and that would be very hurtful. And I understand that. You know, sometimes I think these things happen, especially if things are happening on whim and impulse. Um, what I'd like to take a look at with each individual today is like not only what do they bring into the relationship, but maybe um, if some of my theories here are right when it comes to this love triangle and maybe, um, you know, if there's like some factors involved at play that might have produced an impulsive marriage or that might have, you know, produced some sort of, you know, impulsive um, action without really thinking about the long-term um, situations of it all. One other note before I begin, I, you know, again, I don't think that Tom Sandoval is a bad guy. I feel like these things do happen. Could you have been a little more honest? Sure. Um, but, you know, I really think with Tom Sandoval, what kind of irritated me about the reunion was everyone was kind of cutting Tom Sandoval off from their connections and then, you know, you know, making, making, um, you know, friendships with Ariana Maddox and being really closer to her. I really think that when it comes to a situation with a love triangle, the individual who cheated should also have some friendship and also should have some companionship from other people, just as much as the person who was cheated on. Except I feel like with the cheater, with the person who was cheating, um, they should not only have some support, but also some tough love in that friendship. You know, maybe some tough love in the regard of accountability. It's like, okay, I understand why you left Ariana, Tom Sandoval, but what are you going to do to make your relationship with, with Raquel work? Or how are you going, what are you going to do to make future relationships work? And, uh, really kind of hold them to what they say. And really kind of hold them accountable. So when they, again, if they've strayed once, they're going to stray again. So, you know, if they stray again, really kind of remind them of like certain goals as well, too. I think that that would be a good friendship, a good healthy friendship as well, too. You know, bring in the honesty, but also some support as well, because I'm sure this is very hard for Tom Sandoval. Um, I'm sure this is very hard for Cal Lewis, or actually, sorry, Cal Levis. 
just as much as it's hard for Ariana Maddox, I think it's hard for everyone involved. Um, you know, again, I just feel like it would have been better if honesty had been, you know, if Tom Sandoval had been a little more honest, if everyone had been a little more honest with one another. But, you know, to kind of jump right in, let's go ahead and take a look at the the top of the triangle, the person who I feel like kind of started and instigated this whole sort of situation, and that would be Tom Sandoval. So with Tom Sandoval, what I've noticed in his chart, so what he brings to this relationship, a lot of people in the Vanderpump rules, and I don't know whether this is deliberate with Andy Cohen or Lisa Vanderpump. Um, and I don't know if Lisa Vanderpump has a say with Vanderpump Rules and if also she might have had a say with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But it's kind of creepy. There's like a zodiacal dress code within the show. And the biggest zodiacal dress code is everybody needs to either have their son in cancer or everyone needs to have their son in Virgo. And there's not much of a variety in the show. Um, I kind of see the cancer, the heavy cancerian element in the, you know, I mean, I'm taking a look at, you know, what I've heard over you know, in the past. There's Stassi, there's Jax. They were both cancerians. They're both, they both had sun and cancer. There's Tom Sandoval right now. There's also Ariana Maddox, also cancers. Um, I mean, very little, little overlay. So one big input that I have to say to Andy Cohen and, uh, you know, kind of pitching this also to Lisa Vanderpump, uh, maybe consider having some, um, some individuals who can actually root or some signs that can actually root and ground the cast down a little bit, because with the can heavy cancerian vibe, I can see where it can stir drama and that's really what's wanted. However, your show's getting a little waterlogged, if you ask me. Um, I'm seeing a lot of immature bouts of tears. I'm seeing a lot of immature bouts of emotionalism, which are also the shadow sides of cancer. You know, whenever Cancerians are, you know, at their worst, they're, you know, they always have a fit of tears. They always have a fit of emotion. They're not using a lot of logic or a lot of, um, you know, no, they're not reasoning very well. Um, and I see that a lot on the show. Um, I do mention like kind of changing it up with the signs because it's starting to look a little juvenile. I mean, the, a lot of these individuals are about my age, you know, in their late, mid to late thirties. And it, it's starting to look just kind of farcical and juvenile. And like I said, I just feel like it's getting a little waterlogged. Bring in some Capricorns, bring in some Taurians, uh, you know, I think to just ground out this overt water energy. And I think you have a good start with the with Virgo, but let's get some Capricorns and Taurians in there, too. I, I think with a, I'd love to see a Capricorn be on the show and talk to Lisa about business, maybe even, you know, like kind of ruffle her feathers a little bit by, you know, mentioning how our business, you know, with Sir, or our restaurant with Sir could improve. I mean, make for a more of an interesting dynamic show. Also, I think it'll, you know, like I said, kind of get rid of the, the water logging, you know, the, the irrational, you know, sort of plays that's going on within the show there. And I, I agree with uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, too. It's like get more signs in there, you know, make them more, you know, kind of round it out a little bit. But with Tom Sandoval, kind of like with Ariana Maddox, as I mentioned, son is in cancer. Um, what I also noticed was that 
With Tom Sandoval, um, his Mercury placement is actually conjunct his sun. Pair that with a moon in Gemini, I kind of feel like he acts like his moon sign more than he does his sun sign. Uh, he's not a typical double cancer in the regard that, you know, whenever he has an opinion or whenever he thinks of an opinion, it comes right out. You know, he's very verbal. Um, he's very open when it comes to that. Also, the other side of this aspect is that he's also very um, supportive of those that he deems to be rather close. Like he's very supportive with words of affirmation to um, his closest friends and also closest acquaintances. That would include lovers as well, too. Uh, lovers as well as with Ariana Maddox, he may have had some words of affirmation. He may have been very reassuring and comforting through his words, and also the same with Raquel Levis as well, too. Um, so definitely very verbal. I also find with um, Tom Sandoval what he brings into this relationship, com- you know, so considering the Mercury conjunct the sun and his moon in Gemini, I feel that communication is really important to him. You know, being able to communicate what's going on, being able to communicate emotions, being able to, you know, actually be verbal all the time. That's very important to him. And I kind of feel, you know, after also looking at Ariana Maddox's chart, I kind of feel like maybe in that relationship, he might have been shut down a lot of the time. You know, when he would like start to express words of affirmation, um, there would be an unhealthy situation where Ariana might be like, okay, yeah, 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 blah, 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 Tom, shut up, you know? And really instead she could have allowed him to maybe talk through what, what the thoughts were in his mind, or maybe she could have just said, you know, Tom, I really love the fact that you're giving me some words of affirmation, but it just feels a little too much for me right now. Um, Could you just show, another love language, you know, fill in the love language here. But I think uh, Tom Sandoval's main love language, definitely words of affirmation. And I would think that he would feel shut down, very hurt if that's, you know, if he's shut down in communication as he was with the reunion. Um, And I just, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, communication is very important to him in this sense. Um, And I also kind of feel like, um, Okay, so this also, he, Tom Sandoval has a lot going on in his chart. And I think actually all three individuals do have a lot going on, especially with their personal planets, which I'm kind of looking at right now. But uh, the sun, there's not only sun conjunct Mercury in Cancer in the 10th house, by the way. So I think I'm on a roll here. There, there was a 10th house relationship, at least one part of it. Yeah, with, with Tom Sandoval. But there's also Mars in Cancer as well. Now, Mars is not um, exactly conjunct his sun. So, um, however, I do feel it does wield some influence. And Mars, we all know it as the survivalist planet um, within Sinistry, the sex planet, as well as, you know, the kind of the impulse planet. Or I, kind of, I kind of look at it as like, you know, finger on the red button impulse sort of planet. And coincidentally, you know, mixed in with his moon sign in um, Gemini is 
that, you know, he's very impulsive himself. I feel like that impulse is definitely there. I also feel, uh, uh, you know, I, I have this experience myself with Mars and Cancer, but very frothed up emotionally. There's a lot of frothed up emotions that kind of come out in, in play, especially when there's some stressful situations coming about. I also, um, when I say frothed up, I mean more like volcanic sort of emotions that kind of come out and play. I think those, uh, you know, and I, I can see those volcanic emotions coming out in outbursts, unfortunately. So that's kind of like the shadow side of what I'm seeing in here. But um, with Tom Sandoval, I wouldn't be surprised if like with impulse and with being spontaneous as well, if uh, he is the type where, like say on the show, you know, there's a nice banquet that Lisa Vanderpump is hosting and there's lots of nice caviar, her nice fine wines, everybody's in tuxedos and gowns. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Sandoval is one of those individuals who would think that stripping down to his boxer shorts and, you know, like say if like the party has a pool, like if he's stripped down to his boxer shorts and then maybe like cannonballed into the pool to just make a literal splash as well as a figurative splash is kind of big for him when it comes to the show. You know, just kind of joke around to kind of have some little bit of playfulness in there, but also literally make a splash as well, too. I'm not surprised if he does that. I'm also, I would not be surprised if it within relationships, like I said, there are impulses. Like if he has, um, you know, if he doesn't really think through his emotions when it comes to um, relationships, he just kind of sees somebody they look really pretty, they're lovely, and he just kind of goes for it. I also would not be surprised, too, if sex is also instantaneous as well, too. You know, if he has a lot of relationships through sex and, you know, like, kind of like, hey, you're pretty. Hey, I'm liking you. Let's go hit the sack right now. I mean, it's, it's not even having a proper first date not even having a proper, how do you do? It's just like, wow, you're hot. Let's go hop in the sack. Let's go do it right now. And um, unfortunately with that sort of impulse, you know, the good thing about impulse is that, you know, it's like you kind of, you're kind of acting on what you'd like. Um, it's not like me where it takes forever, like where it takes a slow amount of time for me to, you know, come to a major decision. But I think the biggest drawback as well is that, um, again, with that impulse, you're kind of blindsided. You're kind of blindsiding yourself. You're not really getting to know your partner very well. You're not really judging your emotional connection with that partner very well. You're just kind of moving life in the fast lane and you're moving the, the relationships in the fast lane. And I think my biggest recommendation for Tom Sandoval is slow down, slow down, slower down. Okay. There is no hurry. There is no rush. I don't care what production has to say. I don't care what anyone else has to say. Tom Sandoval, when it comes to your personal heart and when it comes to your personal inner world and your relationships, you have time to take a look at who you're with. You know, and I think really half the problem with this, you know, love triangle is, you know, again, this production, you know, this, I think really uh, with reality shows, there's 
what production wants you to do. You know, again, it, it's like you don't have complete control over your own life on a reality show. But Tom, I think with Tom Sandoval, what would behoove him is that, you know, kind of do away with what production, you know, their expectations of you are and just say, you know, to hell with that and really slow down, assess the emotional connection with the person you're with. If it's not very strong, don't move forward. You know, if it's not very strong, you know, and you just want a casual relationship, leave it as a casual relationship and don't move forward to serious levels. And I kind of feel like with this Mars situation, Mars in Cancer, um, Moon in Gemini, I kind of feel like this is what was happening with Ariana Maddox, where it's like he might have like jumped the gun a little too much, you know, like he didn't assess whether or not he loved her, he didn't assess he might not have known how to assess whether or not he loves her as well, too. So I say pull back, slow down. And, you know, there's there's no shame in that at all. In fact, Stargazers, I, I just say this for the record. I mean, we're always about life in the fast lane, especially with relationships. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, like, you know, this is a, the epitome of this with um, sex after the third date. And, you know, it's it's good to pull back and slow down. You know, to, you know, like I said, to reassess, because when you move impulsively, you move very quickly. We kind of get reactions like this. We kind of get situations where it's like, oh, no, I'm married. Do I actually love my spouse? Oh, no, my spouse is, is expecting a commitment. Am I willing to give that commitment? It's like, you know, you have time to assess whether that's a yay, whether that's a nay. If it's a nay, don't go through with it. Um, it's just, you know, again, it, it sounds plain and simple, but I'd say with Tom Sandoval, reassess what's in your heart and really listen to what's there was listen to your heart, listen to your gut, listen, listen to your intuition a little bit more. You have the intuition, especially with all this, this top heavy cancer energy in your chart. Listen to that and, um, make a relationship decision from there. So um, two other aspects with Tom Sandoval's chart. So um, really what I was doing this week was just kind of looking at the sun, ascendant, um, Venus, especially the moon, um, all the, the factors that, that we usually tend to take a look at when it comes to sinistry astrology. Uh, Mars just happened to work its way in there. Uh, but I, I took a look at Tom Sandoval's ascendant as well as his uh, Venus placements what I found interesting is that uh, he has a Virgo ascendant. So a couple of other notables that have this Virgo ascendant and also um, Sun in Cancer are Ariana Grande and Tom, or sorry, not Tom, Donald Sutherland. And uh, one thing that I, I recognize with each one, I think I had mentioned this, um, I used to have a blog on Blogger and uh, I did read Ariana Grande's chart on Blogger way back in the day. I went under the name of Alessandra Barbre. Uh, if you want to ever find me on Blogger and take a look at some of the, the uh, articles there, please feel free. Um, they were a lot of fun to write. But I remember in 2015 with Ariana Grande, I think I'd mentioned the same thing that I'm going to mention to Tom Sandoval first and foremost. So with the Cancer Sun and then the Virgo Ascendant, these are two very private signs. And I think that these are signs that value privacy 
and not being in the limelight. And with Ariana Grande, I think after the whole incident in 2015 where she was licking donuts, first off, I think she was in the wrong company. I think her boyfriend at the time was not really, he was kind of like a, a shady dude and not really of good company and not really kind of, kind of like giving a bad influence. And I think that does happen within all relationships. But one thing that I, do, I have seen with her is that she's taken that sort of situation and she's grown. And she's making sure that she's not like, you know, that there is the performance life, but then there's her personal life. And we're hearing a lot less of her personal life and antics on TMZ. So I think she's starting to figure out that balance of, you know, hey, I'm a celebrity, but I can also have that private life. I can also be a little more private and I can also have a life that's for me, that's that's to myself. And Donald Sutherland's the epitome of it. I mean, how much do we know aside from that he's the father, Kiefer Sutherland, and who he's married to, also his movies. We don't hear, hear much about Kiefer, about Donald Sutherland on um, the trash mags or um, the, the tabloids. And I think that there's a good reason in the regard that privacy also is very important to him as well. And there's a good sense of, you know, like I said, there's a good sense and good things that come out of that privacy. To uh, Tom Sandoval, what I would recommend, you know, if he is kicked off the, you know, the show, The Vanderpump Rules, which most likely anyone who has like a major scandal um, such as this, usually ends up kind of being kicked off, which is, that's a shame. But, you know, I think with Tom Sandoval, I think um, it would be for the better. That way, I think you can kind of really balance out the public persona that he has built with the private life that he needs to build. I think that the more that he can build a private life away from the Vanderpump rules, I think that's going to benefit him. And I think that's going to help them in slowing down and not being so impulsive in relationships and just kind of round him out. I, I just, I find that with this, you know, the Cancer Sun, Virgo Ascendant combination, being in front of cameras, it's, it's not, I think really more than anything, I wouldn't be surprised at Tom Sandoval if this, if being in front of the cameras and having your private life displayed on People Magazine and Us and all over the place, I wouldn't be surprised that actually stresses him out and I wouldn't be surprised that frazzles him out along with, you know, having his, you know, romantic relationships plastered everywhere. So maybe having a level of an anonymity or maybe just kind of pulling back from the spotlight, I think is really going to round him out big time and really help him when it comes to you know, making more solid emotional connections when it comes to relationships, especially if he is now in a relationship with Raquel Levis, you know, how to deepen that relationship and really, like I said, pull back and slow down, how to slow that relationship down to make more of a meaningful relationship there. The other thing that I found interesting with Tom Sandoval, and this is the last little point here, was that um, actually his Venus placement is in 28 degrees Leo. What this means to me is that it's kind of similar to my cancer placement, which is 29 degrees cancer. So in some regards, I can find that my Mars um, and tendencies can reflect both cancer as well as Leo. Um, you know, so it just kind of depends 
on the situation. I kind of see the same with Tom Sandoval. Um, there might be situations like he feels very loved. He feels very appreciated when he is in the center limelight, when he's, a, when he's the center of attention. I also find with Tom Sandoval, he, you should not write him off too quickly because, um, I do see, you know, Venus, especially being in Leo, Leo is very heart centered and, um, you know, for me, very heart centered conveying a big heart. And I think with Tom Sandoval, that is absolutely true. Um, you know, having Venus in Leo, definitely having a big heart, very capable of compassion, lots of compassion, lots of warmth, lots of love. It's just a matter of balancing some of the other aspects in his chart. The other factor is, you know, while he likes to be in the spotlight, so he probably has a, a lot of friends, a lot of friends being in the relationship as well, you know, whatever relationship he's in, he probably has a lot of friends that come with the relationship. And so, I mean, that's, again, another thing that's a compromise that the, his partner would have to compromise on and would have to work with. But I also find along with having lots of friends, the Virgo side also comes like when he finds somebody that he really finds very meaningful he goes, you know, his uh, Venus position can also convey, you know, not only holding somebody um, at arm's length, but really getting to know, like really kind of sitting down and getting to be intimate and really deep with that person. So again, his Venus position can take on a Virgo element as well, too, with, you know, kind of pulling back on wanting to be known, wanting to be in the spotlight and really getting to know somebody very deeply and very intimately. And again, um, I think that knowing somebody very deeply and intimately comes with that balance of the, the impulse, especially that Mars um, close to a sun, Mars position close to a sun in the 10th house, you know, combined with his Gemini and moon, where he's just very spontaneous a lot of the time. I think it's just kind of balancing that out and, you know, or, you know, really balancing that out, um, really kind of sheltering himself just a little bit more with the private life. Um, I really think that that big heart is able to come through and also that intimacy, that connection and the, the um, high amounts of affection too can really come through for Tom Sandoval. So with Tom Sandoval, and Tom Sandoval, if you're listening, what I do see personally in your chart is that there's hope for you yet uh, when it comes to relationships. Again, it's just there's a balancing act that needs to be, that needs to be um, minded. And I think pulling away from the show will be good for you. And like I said, I think there, there will be, you know, romantic um, successes to come. One thing I'm going to say, please think about moving out from Ariana's um, house. I, I just, I heard that, that both Ariana and Tom Sandoval are still living together. Move out, move out, start that new chapter in your life, you know? And if you can't, if you don't, you can't afford to move out, move in with friends, move in with a friend that you trust, move in with someone that you trust and really start anew, flip that page over, start anew. In, a, in life. I don't think that you're going to go anywhere if you're going to stay in the same place of residence. So really figuratively and literally move out, move on. And I think really, Tom Sandoval, you'll have some things working for you. Um, 
outside of this love triangle. Now, moving on to Ariana. So Ariana, again, like I mentioned with the Vanderpump Rules, Sun and Cancer. I, I, I swear it is a it is a zodiacal dress code. Try saying that ten times fast too. Zodiacal dress code. But uh, she's so with Ariana Maddox, her uh, natal chart is very similar to Tom Sandoval's chart, and I kind of found that to be interesting. Um, so she has Sun and Cancer. However, her Sun is conjunct Mars as opposed to Mercury. Mercury is also still in Cancer, but not conjunct her Sun or Mars position. So kind of, kind of the opposite with Tom Sandoval. Still very similar aspects um, in there. And may I mention again, tenth house, tenth house baby. This this was definitely a tenth house relationship for sure. So it kind of told me with Tom Sandoval and with Ariana Maddox, they both felt the pressure of the show to get married. And to start a power couple is really what I, what I kind of see in this chart. Um, it'll be very interesting to see any further aspects when it comes to the sinistry chart. But yeah, definitely 10th house. There's a 10th house um, aspect in there. And I just think that both individuals. So Ariana Maddox, um, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. Um, she's part of the impulse, you know, especially with Mars being right close to her son. To me, um, also, again, being in cancer, frothed up emotions, also very hot-tempered. And I also find, um, you know, on top of that, you know, kind of like hot-tempered being part of the frothed up emotions, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised there have been waterworks. But I see more than anything, she might have pressured Tom to get married. You know, they were having a relationship that, you know, Tom was very happy with where the relationship was. And she probably pulled out the waterworks. She probably really pulled out the pressure for, hey, I, I think we need to get married. You know, I think that would look good for us if we got married and if we got married like right away. So I, I, I see it's not just Tom Sandoval that has an issue with impulsiveness. I kind of see this also with Ariana Maddox as well, too. And I wouldn't be surprised with Ariana Maddox if there have been a lot of relationships that have been sexually inclined, knowing the, the Mars conjunct um, with her son. You know, while she can be a go-getter and while she can be very successful, um, when it comes to relationships, she probably forms relationships through sex and sex probably holds a value of importance to her. Um, one of the things that I would challenge Ariana at this point, knowing that she also has the same ascendant as Tom Sandoval, first off, work away, work on getting away from the limelight, work away from getting away from the show. And work on a personal life away from the show. You know, something that is truly of you, something that is not connected to the Vanderpump rules, and something that's really, you know, that's it's your space, it's your life, it's it's your it's it's all of you. I think that's gonna balance the impulse a little bit more. I'd also challenge Ariana again to um try to pull away with having sexual relationships. Those sexual relationships being sex after the first date. I, I, I think that that's too soon. I think that that's inappropriate. And actually, you're not getting to know, you're just getting to know people 
from sex. Sex is way different. Sex is super carnal. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of individuals who have um, the, you know, Mars position right next to their son tend to mistake sex with love. Sex is super carnal. It's super primitive. It has nothing to do with love. I, I hate to break that to you. And I know that's going to be a really controversial statement, but it's true. It really, you know, it can help with love. It can help stir the relationship along. It can help to provide a little fire in the relationship. But in, of, in and of itself, it is not a great way to start a relationship. And it's not love. Love is actually sitting down, getting to know the person you're with. And to do that, pull back away from having sexual relationships. I think that's going to really benefit Ariana Maddox big time in the long term. I wouldn't be surprised if her relationship with Tom Sandoval started off as a sexual relationship, you know, just purely sexual. And then somehow they both individuals felt like they loved each other or they, they felt like that was love or that was a relationship. And no, it isn't, you know, sitting down, becoming a little more intimate, um, heart to heart, like how, you know, actually talking to each other, getting to know each other, getting to, um, you know, being committed to each other, um, really kind of caring for each other, really kind of getting into moving from the, the genital space to the heart space, I think is really going to benefit or really that's where love starts to happen in, in my eyes. And, uh, yeah, I think really moving away from that is really, I think, the biggest thing that I recommend for Ariana. Mercury is also in Cancer. Um, knowing that's not so near the sun, I don't find Ariana to be as talkative as Thomas. Um, as a matter of fact, I kind of see it where, you know, Mercury is more for support, you know, that the um, communication is more for support, you know, to lend emotional support, to lend emotional nurturance. When she is not so high-powered and going after, um, you know, relationships or going after her career, um, I think for those with whom she's closest with, she can be a very big, supportive, nurturing individual um, in the relationship. Unfortunately, too, because it's not really close to the sun, like I said, I, I can kind of see where she might close up to Tom Sandoval talking a lot, um, you know, himself. And um, I could kind of see where she'd be a little uncomfortable expressing herself a lot. Um, she could do it. She can express herself, but to do it in immensely as, you know, as much as Tom Sandoval would could kind of make her feel a little uncomfortable. Again, something that could have been factored into the relationship is how I, I kind of feel about it. Uh, with Ariana Maddox, not only was her ascendant, it not only is her ascendant in Virgo, so same factors, I, I like I mentioned, balancing the private life with the professional life. I think that's really going to, that's really going to help Ariana to pull back, not get involved in just sexual relationships, but also maybe pull back when it comes to impulse, you know, moving very quickly, you know, just really kind of slowing down, you know, just being able to slow down and really reassess relationships in the future. Uh, but not only was her, um, like I said, not only is her ascendant in Virgo, but her moon's in Virgo as well. And I find with the moon in Virgo, um, again, you know, I think what's really valuable for her is having kind of close to a nuclear family or having kind of close to a stable, solid 
normal relationship as much as possible. However, to get there, again, balancing the sexual urges, the sexual needs, and also the impulse from Mars, I think is going to have that, you know, that is really going to help when it comes to um, establishing a solid picket, you know, white picket fence, close to nuclear family sort of marriage. And so, and also that sort of stable relationship. I think really more than anything, despite the fact that she is on a reality show, she really craves that um, stable sort of relationship, that stable sort of life. You know, I think ideally she would love to be with somebody. She'd love to have the white picket fence. She'd love to have a baby with um, someone and she'd love to have a family down the line. And I think that those are all valuable goals, but you kind of have to, again, pull back on the impulse a little bit. I think balancing the impulse is really what's going to make that happen. I think furthermore too, you know, the fact that um, she also has Venus and Taurus um, now conjunct the North node and also opposition Saturn. So first off Venus and Taurus she likes to be intimate. She likes to be close to those with whom she's with. With the North Node influence, there are times where she tends to think that something, you know, that this person is the one or that the relationship is fated and that it needs to, it needs to happen. What the North Node really presents more than anything is that somebody may present you with something that is karmically needed in the relationship. Um, however, when that karmic need is met, that's where that relationship tends to move on. It can be kind of a tricky um, conjunction in that situation. I think really, instead of seeing things as being faded, really kind of seeing things, really kind of seeing a relationship as, you know, you would really like for somebody to be intimate with you. You would, you know, like for someone to, um, you know, someone who you can share and who you can establish a you know, like I said, kind of a close to a nuclear family and a stable relationship with. I think really you need to take that into consideration and really um, move forward in relationships with that. And and when I say you, I'm talking, I'm like trying to talk directly to Ariana Maddox. If she should be listening, you know, really consider um, what's in the heart again and really consider what your values are in the relationship you value intimacy, you value structure. And I think that that can supersede impulse and sex any day of the week. So I think find somebody who's also in, into the same things, you know, into structure, into having intimacy, having a close relationship, and not just, again, acting on impulse, not just having a sexual relationship. Have an actual close relationship with somebody. Sit down with, um, you know, sit down with them to dinner. You know, actually have a really proper first, second, and third date. Uh, get to know this person. Get to know their values. Get to know where they stand. You know, and maybe, you know, again, if they're really hot still, I mean, hot people can have the most misguided judgments sometimes, or they can have the most misguided sort of wonky views on relationships. So, you know, get away from this person's hot, this person's sexy, this person's wonderful, and really get into who they really are and see if their values mesh with yours. I think that's part of establishing a really good relationship. And seeing, I'm, I'm sorry, to see um, Venus in Taurus, 
I can see that uh, Ariana Maddox, I mean, she has a lot of earth. This girl has a lot of earth in her chart. I can see where she could actually hold down a very stable relationship. Again, she's just balancing other aspects of her chart, just like with Tom Sandoval. Um, and I think, you know, too, again, the opposition Saturn, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, sometimes with love, there might be a little bit of a control issue. Saturn can not only hold down the brass tacks, which is very lovely for the earth that's in her chart, but also say if somebody is growing or like say um, that, you know, somebody is growing in the relationship, Saturn is that sort of planet where it kind of tampers down growth. It tampers down change. So whereas Tom Sandoval may have been growing, may have been moving in the relationship, she might have tried to tamp that down. She might have tried to dampen that down and wield some sort of control. What I would say to balance this effect is, you know, the biggest thing when it comes to a personal planet in opposition with Saturn is really um, to, you know, to really do away with a lack of change. I think everything, you know, the only constant in life, I think to remember the only constant life is change. Change happens like crazy, like wildfire in relationships. Um, change happens within individuals. Both individuals grow within the relationships. Instead of being resistant to change, instead of be re being resistant to your partner growing and thriving and becoming their own individual, as well as becoming a great individual in the relationship, you know, I, I think it's like you really need to learn to just let go and not prevent somebody from growing, you know, being the best that, that they can be, you know, instead of like tamping down, trying to control everything, let the reins go and see where the relationship goes after that. See how, how this person evolves. Um, you know, see how this person changes. You might be surprised. And again, I'm talking to Ariana again here. She should be listening. You might be surprised what happens. So, but I, I do say, Ariana, I know that you're really hurting right now. Um, you've been betrayed. I hear you. I, I've been in your shoes. I hear you clearly. I do see a good future for you as well with someone else. Um, you know, you're very, like I said, with that Taurus um, and Venus or with Taurus and Venus, or actually, sorry, Venus and Taurus. Sorry, flip that around. But with all the earth, I see that you are very, you can be very practical. You can be very substantial in relationships. It's just a matter, just like with Tom Sandoval, pulling those, pulling back on the impulse and pulling back on just purely sexual relationships. I think, you know, really kind of getting a sense of getting that first date, get like a proper third, three dates around. Proper three dates does not involve sex, by the way. I know we're, we're kind of so out of touch with that. You know, it's, it's really dinner and a movie. Yeah, I would just say stick with dinner and a movie for at least like the first month of a relationship. Get to know someone. But I really, you know, Ariana, I really do see a good future with you. Also with you, I am very disturbed that you're still living with Tom Sandoval. So I say flip that page, turn that chapter. You're not going to move on. You're not going to move beyond anger if you stay with him. Um, you got to move out, even if it's your own house. Maybe you can sell the house or if you want Tom Sandoval to move out, take, you know, do what other people do away from reality television. 
take Tom Sandoval's stuff, put it out to the lawn, tell him to move out, tell him he has, you know, he needs to move out. He needs to move out now. You guys need to establish separate living situations. I mean, the more that you're going to stay together, the more that you're going to stay stuck. So move on. And if he's not going to move on, um, you move on. You set the example. You be the bigger person. You set the example. But seriously, turn that page, move forward. So for last but not least, when it comes to the charts, is Raquel Levis. Now, Raquel is actually a little bit different, but again, following the zodiacal dress code of the Vanderpump Rules. She has a Virgo son, conjunct Chiron, and ding, ding, ding. Actually, with Ariana Max, I forgot to mention, her moon in Virgo is in the first house. So there was a 10th first house relationship there, meaning a high, you know, trying to establish a high power power couple. Um, with Raquel Levis, 10th house as well. I'm on a roll here. I feel like I'm on a roll. This is great. <laughs> um, but with the, the sun in Virgo, it is also conjunct Chiron in the 10th house. So I do identify with this. I have Chiron in the 10th house. It basically means that your main wound. So Raquel's wound, especially with her son being conjunct Chiron, her wound in life is very deep and it's very prominent and it's very much at the surface. The wound that Chiron presents in the 10th house is that of you want to be seen as being successful, as being put together. And, you know, being seen as being successful and put together is having that ideal career, the great house, the great car, the great life. It's like you're really establishing to your parents that you can do it, you've made it, that you you have it all. You're establishing to everyone in your past that you have it all. The unfortunate side of this particular transit is that it's never enough. Whatever you do is never enough. And I feel this, you know, if this is indeed the case with you, Raquel, I feel you. I have the same situation with Chiron in my chart. Um, one thing that I usually say when you just feel, I, I could just see with Raquel where with um, reality television life, she may feel like the Vanderpump rules is not enough. Or she may feel like what she has from the Vanderpump rules is not enough and that she needs to do more. She needs to do something bigger. She needs to do something splashier. She needs to do something better. And so I feel like there's a sense of an insecurity in that sort of relationship in her chart. What I would recommend for Raquel, and I feel like, you know, again, this is an insecurity that I feel like she brings into a relationship. I'll, I'll just go ahead and add that. You know, she might bring this insecurity into a relationship and it might kind of cause some strain. It might cause for those, you know, for her partners to really come a little closer to her and try to help her out. One thing I recommend, Raquel, step back and see what you have achieved. That's the best way to kind of cure the Chiron in the 10th house wound. It's just some days you just have to step back, be very present, and see what you accumulated. And I know when I step back myself, I look at everything as to what I've done. It's actually, there's a lot more that you cover than you might realize. 
when it comes to those extra goals, you may have already covered them. You might already may have encompassed them. You may have accomplished them. Um, That's where I just say, you know, periodically stepping back and seeing what you've done. Periodically stepping back and seeing the hard work that you've put into your life and seeing the work that you've put into your life, I think will do wonders for you to bring a lot of self-confidence back and also to relook at your life and see that actually I am successful and really, you know, kind of taking that time to heal that universal wound that Chiron is bringing into this relationship. And like I said, with Raquel Lewis, I kind of feel like it's, it's like skin deep. Um, you know, it's just, it's like right up at the surface. So periodically just take a look, be present, take a look around you. So her moon is also, so what's interesting about Raquel Lewis, her moon's in Sagittarius. So while she is a Virgo, you know, sun in Virgo, and what she brings into the relationship is a sense of constancy, a sense of groundedness. Um, she does have a very philosophical and a very contemplative side to her personality. In fact, her inner personality is that of wanting to explore, probably exploring the meaning of life pretty often or exploring deeper meanings um, that are beyond the show. You know, while it's great to have fame and popularity from the Vanderpump rules, what else is in life that's a little deeper? With her ascendant also being in Scorpio, take that depth of Sagittarius. So Sagittarius can be deep, but not as deep as Scorpio. So I kind of find like take that depth from Sagittarius and like really plummet down. I think with Raquel, um, the depth in life really comes from, or really the um, the depth in, from the Sagittarian moon really comes from really plumbing the truths from her Scorpio ascendant and really plumbing like really big truths and kind of bringing hydras up to the surface. I think really with the Vanderpump rules, I would not be surprised if she is has been one individual who's been like a voice of reason amongst the group. Well, somebody's going off in like an emotional froth. Here she is. She's like plumbing the depth of this person and revealing their hydra to their face. Like, you know, saying, hey, you're being overly emotional because fill in very deep sort of um, a situation that's that could be happening with that person. And that person doesn't know it yet. Um, and I, I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised this kind of causes a reason of truth. I also wouldn't be surprised if she reveals a lot about her castmates in that regard, you know, just kind of bringing the the innermost depths of them up to the surface. I also wouldn't be surprised if she's on a quest for herself to plumb into her innermost recesses and innermost depths to find the truth of herself or find like those inner hydras and bring them to light for herself. The things that really, that she values. I, I think like deep things are like what she values in her life away from the show. And I think what really could have drawn Tom Sandoval and what, what could have drawn Raquel to Tom Sandoval as well. You know, so first off, her moon is in opposition to his moon in Gemini. So opposition's instant attraction. The only thing that you have to guard against is instant repulsion, um, which can be easier said than done. Um, both, you know, both signs, they have a lot in common, but they are very opposite in how they, how they go about a deeper meaning and knowing more about life. 
But I also find what might have been what she might have brought to the relationship in, you know, to Tom Sandoval was again, Virgo son. So bringing some sort of concreteness, some kind of stability, some earthiness, a little less of the emotionalism that Tom Sandoval was, was experiencing with Ariana Maddox. And I also wouldn't be surprised she brought a lot of, de- you know, like Tam- Tom Sandoval kind of stated like, well, when I got to know Raquel, we started to get like into a really nice bond. I wouldn't be surprised if she brought a lot of depth and a lot of truth um, to their their side of the, the love triangle. And that's probably what would have drawn them together. Pair that with Tom Sandoval's need for privacy and boom, you kind of have, I think, a a situation where they were just drawn to each other. Um, with Pluto being on the ascendant as well for Raquel, I'm kind of seeing, so kind of seeing some things she would probably be instantly magnetic with that Scorpio energy. Um, so that would be an equal plus for Tom Sandoval. That'd be equal plus for her in that relationship. Um, the depth of Scorpio would be 10 times more than that. So really bringing some like deep insights into the relationship. And I wouldn't be surprised she brings deep insights into many relationships as well. The one thing that I would say is really make sure that you're not, you know, so this is to Raquel, make sure that you're not trying to control the relationship, especially being, uh, you know, Pluto being not only in the first house. So again, okay, 10th house, first house relationship. So yes, I was on a roll here <laughs> with the, with the, the show. Um, but you know, with Pluto being on the ascendant, I would just say be mindful of trying to control the relationship and trying to move it and manipulate it into your way. Try to make sure that you're taking any sort of power urges that you want in manipulation and control, you know, urges to manipulate and to control the the relationship. Try to transform it to where um, those needs of manipulation and control can be transformed into something that can benefit and deepen the relationship a bit better as well, too, or a lot more. I would be interested to see uh, Raquel's Pluto position in regards to Tom Sandoval's chart. You know, just, I'm kind of wondering if there might be kind of a Plutoid or Plut- uh, Plutonian sort of relationship at play here. And if so, um, further having further considerations with that, or if this is just kind of something that Raquel brings into the relationship as well. Other things that she brings into the relationship, her Venus is in Scorpio. It is within the 12th house. So is Jupiter. It is also conjunct her North Node. Um, so with Venus and Scorpio, again, wanting depth in a relationship and craving depth, intensity, um, I would not be surprised if this was also a sec- – well, of course, it was a sexual relationship. Um, the affair was extremely on the sexual side. I would not be surprised if with Raquel, there are times, like with Ariana, she gets into sexual relationships thinking that they are loving relationships, and they are not. Um, what I recommend with Raquel, really take that Venus in Scorpio or that Venus position in Scorpio – and really try to plumb the depths of the other person of you. And again, you're a very deep individual, very philosophical. 
perhaps um, somebody, you know, I would say for deep and philosophical, someone who can help you root down into reality and to be more practical would be great for you. Um, really kind of rooting that out in individuals and really rooting, again, rooting out what really matters to you um, in the relationship. I think somebody who values the Chiron wound and who kind of helps you to grow, you know, helps you to grow beyond just successes. I think um, someone who can value your depth and value your philosophical side and really also help to expand that, um, you know, kind of also somebody who can help you to be a little more lighthearted because I see the Scorpio um, ascendant Sagittarius moon where it can just get a little heavy at times. So finding someone who can help to bring lightness in you and bring like a sense of fun and sense of humor in you as well. And again, like with Ariana Maddox, you're going to have to get away from sex as love and actually start establishing proper dates. Also Venus being so 12th house relations are not uncommon within uh, affairs. What I'm seeing with the, with Venus right now is that's underexpressed. So you have an idea of what love is for you, Raquel. However, what I see is you might need to do a little extra work to make love happen for you. And again, I think that extra love starts with having a proper date, really actually getting experience with, you know, getting to know somebody and not just know somebody through sex and really um, kind of getting an idea of what love and relationships are, you know, kind of bringing that Venus up to the surface. Um, I have a similar situation with my Mars placement and I've had to, you know, explore what's, you know, the values of sex or the values of survival, what they mean to me and really be more concrete about it as opposed to philosophical about it. I kind of find with the 12th house, you know, any plants that are chucked in there kind of bring about more of the philosophical meaning of, you know, those plant of the, the meaning of those plants as opposed to the actual reality. So I think for Raquel, there's a lot of, you know, theorizing what love is about, but not really actually experiencing. And really the more that you can experience, the more I think you can find more for you and a, a great relationship, you know, deserving relationship for you. Also with um, the same as with Jupiter, Jupiter, again, when it comes to expansiveness and luck, again, that's something that's theorized. That's something that's not really well expressed. So again, kind of really bringing, I think that expansive, that sense of expansiveness could help to also lighten up the deeper aspects in Raquel's chart as well, too, to make it a little more lighthearted. And then, of course, conjunct the North Node. I think that, um, you know, Jupiter conjunct the North Node brings a sense of, again, fate, you know, kind of like a fate situation. Hey, relying on luck a lot of the time when it comes to successes with the show, relying on luck when it comes to successes within relationships. And again, get away from luck, get away from fate and really try to root those successes as your own. Well, stargazers, I know that this was an extra long episode, 
but um, it was kind of fun to take a look at each individual's chart. I hope that this was really informative. And for those of you who are Vanderpump Rules fans, I hope this was accurate. Um, like what each individual brings into the relationship. I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Actually, when I'm done with the, you know, astro, you know, sinistry astrologizing the Vanderpump rules in this sort of affair, I'm kind of tempted to take a look at the, the reunions, but I might have to blip through the talking over one another and all the drama and all the stuff that could, the, the other stuff that tends to go on. But um, above all stargazers, like I said, I do hope this was informative. If you guys have similar positions, um, I do hope this is um, this helps when it comes to how to improve relationships. And I hope I remained neutral in this episode. I I really tried my best. Um, it was great to have the blind. So I don't I really don't know these individuals very well. But great to have the blind and really kind of you know a couple of interesting charts here. Next week, please stay tuned. I'll be diving into the sinistry uh, charts of, you know, Tom Sandoval, uh, Ariana Maddox, and Raquel Levis and seeing, again, what went on with um, the sinistry charts involved. So that should be very interesting and very, um, very intriguing as well, too. But, you know, stargazers, feel free to look up at the stars. I think we're in a waning moon right now. And the stars, uh, I think, um, I, I haven't been out to see the night sky myself, unfortunately, but I'm sure the sky is wielding a lot of interesting, wonderful spectacles and sights. If nothing else, it gives us a nice little pause, especially with Pluto retrograde right now, where we're dealing with a lot of individuals with power plays and where we're dealing with a lot of inner transformations inside of ourselves. But I think above all, um, you know, all the way around, I really just hope that you guys are well, uh, especially for those of you who are in the New York area with the smoke um, sort of situation from the Canada fires. I do hope that you guys are being safe. I do hope that you guys are well, that your respiratory health is doing just wonderfully and beautifully despite the the smoggy situations. I'm feeling really sorry for you. In Colorado, we had something very similar last month. I'm really feeling very sorry for you. Maybe there might be some bouts of rain that can help to clear the air in that area. I think that'll, that'll definitely help you guys out more than anything. But you know, Stargazers, I just all, I hope that every single one of you are all and nice and well. Um, I hope that you remain well for the rest of this week. And between now and next week, I hope to speak with you soon. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can easily contact her at misek.sandra at gmail.com. Misek is spelled M-I-S-E-K. You can also check out her Instagram page at sandra.misek. Again, Misek is spelled M-I-S-E-K. Also, for as little as $2 a month, you can become a Patreon and support this uh, this podcast. Please visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.